0: No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on everybody boogie boogie tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on everybody boogie boogie tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie, come on everybody boogie boogie tonight. Go!
1: and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It's Saturday night, holy shit, and you're live with another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, tonight's recommended jink, drink, drink, jink, tonight's recommended jink is our cheap box of wine. Tonight's recommended snack, Bland Brand No Name Crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast, right here on d Holy. Thank you so much for joining us. Extra special, fun, happy show, Marcus Flip the bell chat-
0: and get your cheese, <laughs> man. That.
1: Thank you for the sub, Gypsy. Where did you steal the subscription, Gypsy? What did you steal the subscription from, Gypsy? Uh, thank you for the sub, UK Neil. As always, so much to get through. So little time. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to complain about me being on Saturday instead of Friday, you then you can do so by following me on Twitter at BoogieBumper. Ladies and gentlemen, let's do this. Wow. Thank you for your patience. I know I'm off schedule. I know how audiences really, really, really dislike when you're not, like, you know, set in your routines doing the same time. We experimented with the floating time slot on Wednesday. Now we're experimenting. I'd like to call it the floating broadcast day. <laughs> so I had a commitment last night and I had so much shit to get through. I've got so much stuff in the preparation folder. So I didn't want to not do a show. Plus I was off like what last week or the week before. So I haven't done a lot of shows over the last say six weeks or so. Had a lot of days off. So I wanted to make sure I wanted to make it up to you, my boogers. So that's why we're here on a Saturday night. And it's, it's a fucking jam packed Saturday. Um, pardon me. Oh, pardon me. I'm not I'm not used to being here on this day. This doesn't make much sense. My body clock is fighting me right now. But that's okay. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. You know why? Because we care. That's why. Because we're dedicated. Here in the great nation of Boogie Stand. Huge. Winning TV with the diamond Thank you for joining us Follow Winning TV DLive.TV Slash Winning TV Coming up directly after us tonight At 8pm Phil D'Angelo with Winning TV He says Huge Saturday night lineup Starting with Victor Yeah so Victor started like Six hours ago though (laughs) So I knew Victor If you want to check out Victor's movie marathon Halloween movie marathon uh, He's live right now And he'll probably be live Till at least Christmas I think so I got in touch. He's doing like 10 movies or something ridiculous. Eight movies. <laughs> back to 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 back. And so I got Ring in touch with him. Ring the bell and <laughs> get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Lady of Diamonds. Fair to just steal the subscription, Gypsy. So I got in touch with him because I don't normally stream on a Saturday night. And I said, hey, man, you know, I know you're doing your movie marathon. Uh, so do you mind? Like, you know, because I, I can't do a show on Friday. There's really no other time for me to do one. And I don't want it to seem like I'm being a jerk to you, you know? And he wrote back to me, you know, yes, of course, you know, I'm taking up, you know, fucking 12 hours of streaming on Saturday. I can't really complain about anybody else. <laughs>
0: oh, look at me. I'm rambling again. There he is, there he is. Victor, here is this the hot new exercise in Boogie
1: <laughs> We'll go straight to Victor's stuff. Let's see what he's saying. Thank you for joining us. So, yeah, don't forget... Uh, Victor's Movie Marathon, ladies and gentlemen. Victor's Movie Marathon, live right now on D Live. What the hell is this, Victor? What are you doing? Is there is there sound for this? Why am I not getting any sound? Why is there no sound here? Show me sounds. Hang on a minute. Let me see if I can fix this up for you. It's Saturday night. Why not? We're freewheeling. I don't think there is sound for some reason. (laughs) I'll just throw it up on the screen for you. I'll put my own music to it. There you go. Thank you for the donation, Victor. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) He's a madman. He's a lunatic and we love him. So if you want to check out Victor's movie marathon, dlive.tv slash The Victor Show. So we're here till 8 and I've got lots of stuff to get through. And then winning TV coming up at 8 p.m. (laughs) Uh, Minister of Fun, Kimmy with the diamond. I hope this is going to be better than mine. I hope he is going better than mine did. Laugh out loud. Yeah, I when I got home yesterday, I thought, oh, I'll share Kimmy's show. I'm sure it's still going. Uh, little to my surprise, I noticed that it had finished about 25 minutes into the program. And I messaged Kimmy and I said, What the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there was some kind of uh, technical difficulties. But that'll happen. You'll go through, you get that on the big jobs. So, winning TV at 8. Then you've got... Who have you got after that? You've got uh, At Real Person PLTCS, my old comrade from trusted Verified at about 11 o'clock, and then Joy of Pessy at midnight, bringing up the rear, Joy of Pessy and the Joy Boys. So, it is a jam-packed Saturday, and I'm happy just to be squeezing in. Like I said, so much to get through, so little time. I I do have some election stuff I want to go over. I do have some COVID-19 stuff that I want to go over, but... Before we get to any of that, ladies and gentlemen... Uh, by the way, if you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, you can do so. The preferred method is, of course, dlive.tv slash bumper. Get some of those sweet little lemons and leave those little suckers in my succulent fruit bowl. Or, uh, as Victor Von Schroom has already de- demonstrated, streamlabs.com slash bumper, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like I said, election stuff I want to get to, some COVID stuff I want to get to. But before any of that, I want to graze show business. Let's let's talk Hollywood for a while, shall we? Because as you know, the people of Hollywood are our intellectual, cultural and spiritual betters. They're better people than us. They know better. They really do. They really are the best. They really are the best people amongst us. The most beautiful, the most intelligent, are definitely the most in tune with the universe. So when they speak, I think it's on us to listen. We should pay attention. If we want to become better people, right? (laughs) All jokes aside. Um, If we're talking about, because the last couple of weeks we've been talking about people, you know, being in their bubble, not being able to see things from another person's perspective. And it doesn't come naturally to a lot of people, but if you're talking about people being in a bubble, few human beings on planet Earth are in a bubble like you know movie stars and television celebrities and stuff and I don't even necessarily think it's something that's intentional if you think about it um, you know that a lot of time on set a lot of time mixing with other stars right there's not a lot of room in their life for people who aren't celebrities so ooh, that that's not very nice that's better so it becomes very difficult, I think, for these people to go outside of their bubbles, of their little constructed realities. Which, if you want to track the downfall of, you know, rational thought, I think it's a it's a tremendous place to start, Hollywood. Because it really is the absurd. It's the absurd celebrated as the normal. When they are so far removed from just about, everybody else's life experience as you can possibly get (laughs) so i i do have a couple of items here let's talk about show business ladies and gentlemen the show must go on let's start with this one pete davidson ladies and gentlemen (laughs) pete davidson bashes jk rowling's transphobia on weekend update just take a moment to savor that headline J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling, the known right-wing extremist and bigot. Oh, isn't it good? Isn't it fucking delightful? (laughs) Now, I've said this before, right? I don't think anybody should be cancelled or uh, viciously attacked necessarily for their view and stuff. I think a lot of that stuff is way overblown and ridiculous. Including J.K. Rowling. And I will defend J.K. Rowling's right to, you know, not be cancelled. However, that comes with a caveat, you see. And that caveat is, yes, I'll defend J.K. Rowling's right to not get cancelled after we've defended everybody else whom J.K. Rowling said should be cancelled. Because... Yes, I have sympathy, but JK, there's a whole stadium full of people who have already been kicked off the internet, who have already been branded as transphobic, who have already been branded as bigots. And you were helping that. You were perpetuating that. So we're going to have to go through a whole bunch of people before we even get to you. So you're just going to have to sit tight. And I'm, I'm sure once we work our way through the long list of people who have been cancelled and Na- you know, branded as bigots and whatnot, I'm sure we'll get down to the dregs. I'm sure we'll get to you, but it's going to take a while. So sit tight, JK. <laughs> Very little sympathy, as you can tell. Pete Davidson of Saturday Night Live unloaded on Harry Potter author JK Rowling for her transphobic comments and views. Uh, if you're not familiar with this story, her transphobia stems from her belief that uh, claiming anybody can be a woman diminishes what it means to be a woman. <laughs> She's, it's, she is of the opinion that if anyone can just identify as a woman, then it diminishes the female experience. This has now led her to becoming the butt of jokes on Saturday Night Live for her rampant transphobia, believe it or not. Beautiful, isn't it? Pete Davidson asks, "What's wrong with her?" <laughs> "Quote: She creates a seven-book fantasy uh, series about all types of mythical creatures living in harmony with wizards and elves, and the one thing she can't wrap her head around is Laverne Cox." Oh, that was that was the punchlines. Jo- oh, that was the punchline.
0: <laughs> He's just
1: so funny and talented, isn't he? The thing I like about this, in Pete Davidson's effort to uh, show why J.K. Rowling is a transphobic, he has inadvertently compared transgender people to mythical creatures.
0: (laughs) Well done. Well done, Pete.
1: Oh, you're a fucking genius. (laughs) (laughs) How How could J.K. Rowling not understand trans people? I mean, she knows all about all the other mythical creatures. Oh, Pete. Even when you're trying to be a nice guy, you're a fucking moron. He added, I got a Harry Harry Potter tattoo years ago because I'm not psychic. I didn't know J.K. Rowling was going to go all Mel Gibson on us. How about that? J.K. Gibson. I like her even more now. Gotta say. Now, this is the line that killed me. Are you ready for this? If you're standing, sit down. If you're sitting, lie down. And if you're driving, please pull over. Davidson also accused Rowling of anti Semitism because the banks in her books. (laughs) (laughs) This is fantastic. Pete Davidson also accused Rowling of anti Semitism because the banks in her books are all run by, quote, little giant nosed Jew goblins.
0: Sure doubt, hanging around, oh,
1: she's a she's a Nazi. <laughs> she must. She's an anti Semite. I don't understand. Why is J.K. Rowling such an anti Semite? Did you know all of the banks in her books are run by little giant nosed Jew goblins? <laughs> oh boy.
0: When I think about the way.
1: Oh, dear. (laughs) That's right. Pete Davidson, quote, the banks in J.K. Rowling's books are run by little giant-nosed Jew goblins. There you have it. Pete Davidson bashes J.K. Rowling's transphobia on Weekend Update. Hmm. Sticking with show business, this story caught my eye last week because it's completely absurd. Gal Gadot. Speaking of speaking of banking types, Gal Gadot as Cleopatra is a backward step for Hollywood representation. <laughs> Gripe nuts in the chat. J Kill rolling. <laughs> well
0: done.
1: <laughs> Give that man five hundred internets. Fantastic. <laughs> well done. I don't even know wh- why you gotta be coming around here with all your magic. I know your tricks, Mr. Porter. I know all of your little trickeries. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you call that a spell? <laughs> Gal Gadot as Cleopatra is a backward step for Hollywood representation. Casting Mrs. Chance to give North African actors a higher profile, prolonging the debate over Hollywood's colonization of ethnicity. What are we, 10 minutes into this? (laughs) 10 minutes, 7 minutes into this show proper? We've we've got Pete Davidson talking about Jew-nosed goblin bankers and we've got Reporters in The Guardian accusing Hollywood of colonising ethnicity. I think things are going fantastic, aren't they? Everything's going well. Cleopatra is once again getting the big uh, screen treatment, this time courtesy of Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins and the DC heroine herself, Gal Gadot. But even with a female director and female screenwriter in Leeta Callagridis on board The casting of an Israeli actor With Ashkenazi Jewish heritage As the legendary Queen of Egypt Has led to a not unfounded Debate about Hollywood Whitewashing Um Excuse me Guardian But uh, Ashkenazi Jews Are they even white Shut up bigot <laughs> Answer to... So Jewish people are white Okay good I'm glad we got that sorted out. Because you know there's been a lot of discussion about this. Various circles on the internet. People don't really know. They haven't decided. But it seems we've sorted that out. <laughs> casting Jewish casting Jewish ac- actors is now racist in Hollywood. Can you believe it? Can you believe where we are now? <laughs> what is going on? Has Hollywood gone alt-right on us? <laughs> why, are you, why are you casting Gal Gadot as Cleopatra? You know she's a Jew, right? Wow. Hollywood has gone full-based. In recent years, historians such as Hilke Tua of the Austrian Academy of Sciences have questioned the long-held belief that Cleopatra VII was white, Scholars agree that there's no doubt that Cleo was Macedonian Greek on her father's side, potentially Persian or Syrian too, but because the ethnic origin of her mother remains unverified, it has strengthened the idea that the Egyptian ruler was of mixed heritage, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Quote, the mother of Cleopatra has been suggested to have been from the family of priests of Memphis. Betsy M. Bryan, Alexander Badawi, Professor of Egyptian Art and Archaeology at John Hopkins University told Newsweek, if this were the case, then Cleopatra could have been at least 50% Egyptian in origin. With that in mind, the criticism of Gardo's casting is understandable. <laughs> It's understand. It's understandable because one person that we've quoted has decided that there could be a chance. There could be a chance that Cleopatra's mother was of mixed heritage. Therefore, therefore, criticism of Gal Gadot being cast in this role is justified. It seems. It seems it takes very little evidence these days, doesn't it? You don't even need evidence. You just need the suggestion. The absence of evidence is good enough now to be considered evidence. The film industry, the article continues, has a, has had a long, frustrating habit of whitewashing history and movies about Cleopatra, thanks to white actors such as Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> she's white too. Okay. Elizabeth Taylor, only one of the most recognizable, celebrated, awarded, championed, cherished actors in all of film history. Only one of the great, only one of the biggest celebrities of all time. White bitch. <laughs> Man, I'm so sick of Hollywood whitewashing everything. Remember when they put Elizabeth Taylor in the role of Cleopatra, that fucking white bitch? <laughs> Who cares about Elizabeth Taylor? She's just another white cunt. Fantastic. <laughs> the actor does tick a box for Middle Eastern and North. They actually put, they actually put tick the box in the article. Ha ha ha! How many times have people been saying, you know, the whole problem about this PC and identity politics and stuff is it's based on ticker box logic, right? You just have to tick the boxes of all the minority groups and you constantly get told nobody's ticking any boxes. It's not about ticking boxes. It's about representation. It's not about ticking boxes, you bigot. Nobody's got a little checklist with boxes. Don't be such a, don't be such a, don't be such a Nazi bro got nothing to do with that it's just about growing it's about progress it's about becoming better people that's what it's really about it's about inclusion it's about tolerance it's about diversity it's nothing to do with ticking boxes back to the article quote the actor does tick the box (laughs) for middle eastern and north african representation She's not as Western a choice as either Angelina Jolie or Lady Gaga, both who had previously been linked to the role, but it still perpetuates a white standard of foreignness. Oh, blast those white standards of foreignness. What the hell are these people
0: talking about?
1: (laughs) Here's the thing, right? Let's just say that... The real Cleopatra was nothing ethnically like Galgardo. Let's say she looked completely different. She came from a completely different part of planet Earth. Her parents were of a completely different background. Let's say that she was nothing like Galgardo. Fine. I'm an idiot then, because here I was thinking that the mark of a good actor was being able to portray something you are not. I thought that's what made people good actors. Well, I'm not an Egyptian queen, but I can pretend to be one for the movie. Oh, good. You must be a good actor then. But that's not the way it works anymore. You see, if you're portraying something in a movie, you have to actually be the thing that's being portrayed. (laughs) Like, think about how absurd this is. What if I'm doing a movie about a mechanic, a motor mechanic, a car mechanic, right? And I hire a guy who's a great actor, who doesn't know the first thing about engines. He's never changed a spark plug. He's never drained a sump. You know, he's never replaced a a hose on the radiator. He has no idea what's going on under the hood. But I put this actor in who's such a good actor that by the end of the movie, you think that he knows a lot about engines. Imagine not being praised for the role that you played as that actor. Imagine being criticised because you're not a real mechanic. (laughs) That's how insane these people are. (laughs) See, if we get a real mechanic to play a mechanic in a movie, I don't think that that's necessarily a fucking achievement. The guy's not acting. He's just doing what he always does. Where's the acting in that? But that's not the way it works anymore. So from now on, you can only accurately represent the ethnicity of the person in a historical film with somebody who shares that ethnicity. That's the rule now. Unless you're talking about Hamilton the Musical. Except for that. Isn't it strange that we can have this long-drawn-out debate about the ethnicity of Gal Gadot and why Cleopatra should be portrayed by a North African woman instead? And yet, with the release of Hamilton the Musical, where the protagonist was black, (laughs) for some reason, having a similar conversation around that just is another example of bigotry. So you're a bigot if you don't care what ethnicity the actor is when they're portraying somebody, and you're a bigot if you don't care enough. (laughs) You're a bigot if you care too much, and you're a bigot if you don't care at all. I think that's the way it works here. I don't know. It's very confusing. I guess what we have to just do is let let Hollywood tell us what we're supposed to be angry about at any particular time and forget about any counter-examples that may have arisen in just the hours before our most recent example. I think that's the way it works. Thank you, Hollywood. Thank you for educating us. Disney, ladies and gentlemen. Disney updates content warning for racism in classic films because now we're going back historically and, you know, because a whole bunch of movies came out a while ago. And there were very dangerous stereotypes in those movies too. I'm not talking about Cleopatra. Of course, Cleopatra should be played by a black woman. I mean, we was Kangs and shit. Um, But that's not good enough. Even the cartoons now. We need to go back and put some warnings on these labels. Just in case these films that have been around for 65, 75 years in some cases are inadvertently post-the-event trigger people into some kind of meltdown, we need to make sure that we're accounting for that. A content advisory notice for racism in classic Disney films in in place since last year has been updated with a strengthened message. Good, because I need a strong message. When played on the Disney Plus streaming service, films such as Dumbo, Peter Pan and The Jungle Book Now flash up with a warning about stereotypes. (laughs) Speaking of stereotypes, that quote again from Pete Davidson, quote (laughs) Davidson accused Rowling of anti-Semitism because the banks in her books are all run by, quote, little giant-nosed Jew goblins. Pete Davidson, ladies and gentlemen. This this is the warning. This is the warning that you get when you try to watch one of these old Disney classics. This program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. These stereotypes were wrong then, and they are wrong now. Well, let's not jump too far ahead of ourselves. You know, not all stereotypes are wrong, are they? I mean, where do the stereotypes come from, right? I mean, there's a lot of stereotypes about old white men that are floating around out there. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. You know, the anger of old white men. It becomes very difficult to say that all stereotypes are wrong and only old white men would say only old white men would say that they're true. That's <laughs> such an old white man thing to do. <laughs> of course, you can see the absurdity. The message adds that rather than remove the content, quote, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. Very word, Salady. Other films to carry the warning are The Aristocrats. Well, here's the list for you. Here's the list of warnings. The Aristocrats in 1970, a Siamese cat called Shun Gon, voiced by a white actor, is drawn as a racist caricature of of an Asian person, he plays the piano with chopsticks, something that all Asian people know how to do. Playing the piano with chopsticks? Man, that's that's on every street corner in Asia. What are you talking about? Dumbo in 1941, a group of crows that helped Dumbo learn how to fly have exaggerated stereotypical black voices. The lead crow is called Jim Crow, which is very funny. A reference to a set of racist segregationist laws in the southern US at the time, and he is voiced by a white actor, Cliff Edward. Cliff Edward, Peter Pan. Peter Pan's on the racist list. The boy who never grew up. It's time to take the innocence away from the lost boys, ladies and gentlemen, and expose them to their bigotry. The film refers to native people as redskins, a racist slur. Peter and the Lost Boys also dance in headdresses, which Disney now says, quote, is a form of mockery and appropriation of native people's culture and imagery. Gee, they just suck the fun out of everything, don't they? A song originally called What Makes the Red Man Red was also decried as racist. It was later renamed What Makes the Brave Man
0: Brave. <laughs>
1: Oh boy I mean they're, e- they're even retrospectively renaming the songs in movies that came out 70 years ago so what makes the red man red we can't have that let's rename it I guess we don't want to go too over the top with the pandering do we no of course not what makes the brave man brave yes that's much nicer everybody can agree with that message Song of the South, 1946, one of Disney's most controversial movies, which has never been released on video or DVD in the US. Its depiction of a plantation worker, Uncle Remus, perpetuates an old racist myth that slaves were happy in the cotton fields. So there's a couple here that I didn't check. Well, I did check. And there's a couple here that I wanted to show you to see what you think. You know, how bad do you think it really is? So, how about this one? Many children have enjoyed this film over the years, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of kings, this is King Louis from The Jungle Book. This has been, this now has a warning on it for racism, racist stereotypical depictions. Let's have a look here.
0: Have two bananas.
1: Have two bananas?
0: Have we got a deal? Yes, sir. I'll I'll do anything to stay in the jungle well then I'll lay it on the line for you now I'm the king of the swingers whoa the jungle VIP I've reached the top and had to stop and that's what's bothering me I want to be a man man called and stroll right into town and be just like the other men. I'm tired of walking around oh To be like just you. like you, I wanna walk like, like you, Cheek-talk talk like, like you, too. We see you it's true. Wee-dee-doo. An ape like me can learn like to be human too. <laughs>
1: and then he plays the hand trumpet. So back to the article: The Jungle Book, the character of King Louie, an ape with poor linguistic skills. Sings in a Dixieland jazz style and is shown as lazy. The character has been criticized for being a racist caricature of African Americans, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> racist. How dare they? To be fair though, we was we was kings and shit. We now have historical evidence. Yeah, people are getting buffering and stuff. I don't know what's going on. I can see my internet is like dropping down and like I've got red lights on my end and then it'll come back and you know it's it's playing silly buggers with us at the moment so I'm doing my best if if you drop out too much don't worry I will be uploading like the full video uh you know after the show to bitchu which won't have any dropouts and stuff so I understand you know I understand the problem but I'm just trying to get I'm just trying to do my show man in the, in the words of the great JJ Stoner I'm just trying to do a show man just trying to do a show it's not you it's it's on my end so and I, I'm not sure if there's anything I can do about it at this point I don't know So I'm just trying to get through <laughs> so refresh retry see how you go uh, but we're definitely having some buffering issues on this end as well um, which is a little bit of a Debbie Downer I know uh, the other book that was mentioned here as being a racist stereotype ladies and gentlemen in this article Lady and the Tramp. So, you know, Lady and the Tramp, you know, that lovable story of, you know, love and the two dogs together. Remember when they're eating the spaghetti and the meatball rolls off and how wonderful that was. That's now racist. (laughs) Hang on. That's now a racist stereotype movie. So... Two Siamese cats, Si and Am, ladies and gentlemen, are depicted with anti Asian stereotypes. There is also a scene at a dog pound where a heavily accented dogs all portray the stereotypes of the countries their breeds are from, such as Pedro the Mexican Chihuahua and Boris the Russian Borzoi. Borzoi, Borzoi, Borzoi? I don't know how to say it. This sounds incredibly racist. So, I thought we'd better check it out just to make sure. I just want to double check. I don't want to leave anything on the table here. I just want to make sure that, you know, the depictions of racism in these classic films are actually what's being mentioned.
0: Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. See you in hell.
1: Let's have a look at the racism
0: here. No attention, my little ochre. That's right, dearie.
1: So, this is a racist depiction of a dog, ladies and gentlemen. No, I'm not joking. I am not joking. We are talking about racist depictions of animals. Why is the depiction racist, I hear you ask? Great question. Because apparently the Russian dog, for example, speaks like a Russian. Let's have a look.
0: Get enough already. Pay no attention, my little old chichornia. That's right, dearie. They don't mean no real harm. He's like Gorky says in Lower Depths, quote, miserable being must find more miserable being. Then, he's happy, unquote. Boris is a philosopher. Besides, little Bublitschki, wearing license here, that is like waving, you should excuse the expression, red flag in front of bull. My license, but what's wrong with it? There ain't nothing wrong
1: with it. As you can see, very, very, very racist. The Russian, the Russian dog in Lady of the Tramp now comes with a content warning to educate your children about dangerous stereotypes. Well, since Hollywood is cleaning up its act and it's about bloody time if you ask me. It's about time that Hollywood cleaned up its act. This brings us to our next discussion point for the evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Buffering issues aside, the latest celebrity cause defending the honour of Chris Pratt. Did you hear he's a Christian? Did you hear he's a Christian man? Because, you see, here in Hollywood... We're, we're very much against the perpetuation of stereotypes and typecasting people for, you know, who they might be or who they believe, you know, what they believe in and that kind of thing. We're very much against that. <laughs> so here in Hollywood, we need to make sure that everybody is included. Wondering about how Chris Pratt became the subject of a worldwide Twitter controversy and why Hollywood stars are suddenly tweeting about how he's a really great guy? It all started with a game on the internet. This past weekend, TV producer and writer Amy Berg tweeted a time-honoured question that you will often find on social media, but with a twist. Instead of choosing the best Hollywood Chris, who is the worst Hollywood Chris? One has to go. She captioned a photo of actors Chris Evans, Chris Pine, Chris Hemsworth, and Chris uh, Pratt. Of course, I'm getting rid of Captain America. Without any hesitation. Overwhelmingly, people pointed to Pratt, the Parks and Recreation star turned Marvel superhero. Twitter users brought up Pratt's association with the evangelical Hillsong Church whose founder has made anti-LGBT statements. Plus the fact that Pratt follows several conservative commentators, politicians and organisations on social media, yet has remained silent on his views leading up to the presidential election, has led many to assume he is a supporter of President Trump. There you have it, huh? Because Chris Pratt refuses to talk about who he supports publicly, I guess he's probably a Trump voter. Disgusting. Disgusting. Hmm. Eventually, this caught the attention of E! News, which published a piece about the Battle of the Hollywood Crises. Oh, sorry, Chris's. ha. <laughs> uh and promoted the story on Instagram. That was the last straw for Pratt's wife, lifestyle blogger and TV personality, Katherine Schwarzenegger. Thank you for, Thank coming. You for coming. I'll, I'll see, see you in you hell. Now. Is this really what we need? There's so much going on in the world and people struggling in so many ways. Being mean is so yesterday, Schwarzenegger wrote in a comment on E! News' Instagram post on Monday. There's enough room to love all these guys. Love is what we all need, not meanness and bullying. Let's try that. Over the next 24 hours, this topic really hit a nerve. By Tuesday, Pratt's Marvel Cinematic Universe co-stars were leaping to his defence with passionate statements about how Pratt, who plays Star-Lord in the Guardian of the Galaxy Galaxy movies, is actually a really good person. He's actually a really good person. You know, just because he's a Christian and just because he doesn't talk about his political views doesn't mean that he's a bad person. (laughs) They really they really are shameless in how they present things, aren't they? You have to go out of your way to prove to us that you're not a bad person. I mean, look at him. He's a Christian. He doesn't talk about his politics. He has to prove that he's not a bad guy. You know why? Because here in Hollywood, we hate stereotypes. We hate stereotyping people here in Hollywood. We even put content warnings on Lady and the Tramp because of stereotypes. What is this guy? A, a silent Christian man. Wow. He's probably a racist. Because <laughs> we hate stereotypes. Isn't it grand? Now, this was very funny. Zoe Zaldana, who is Chris Pratt's co-star in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, she put out a tweet defending Chris Pratt. Listen to this. She's also a Democrat, like an open Democrat, by the way, a big Democrat supporter. She was part of a live stream not long ago where there was a whole bunch of people from the Avengers, which I was going to show tonight, but because it's buffering so much, I think I'm just going to cut the show late because people, you know, people are angry about the buffering and stuff. They can't watch it. So I'll just cut it short so the replay's not too long and then I'll upload to Bitshoot and call it a fucking day and then I'll come back next week on Monday. Uh, But this was the tweet from Zoe Saldana. No matter how hard it gets, stick your chest out, keep your head up and handle it. Tupac, that's a Tupac quote, apparently. You got this prat, prat, prat. Your family, friends, colleagues and everyone who's ever crossed paths with you knows your heart and your worth. That's a nice thing for Zoe Saldana to do, don't you think? It's a nice thing for her to say about her co-star. The Christian man who follows a number of conservatives on Twitter, (laughs) who's probably a racist, probably a bigot. She's defending her friend, even though she's a Democrat. Wow, this is this is what we want, isn't it? This is the kind of coming together that we want in the modern world, isn't it? Apparently not. <laughs> because this was the response to Zoe Saldana. Let's go through these replies. You will die in seven days. Just a nasty biracial woman. <laughs> because she said what a nice guy Chris Pratt is believe it or not quote he's following white supremacists have some fucking dignity when I personally put James Gunn in his grave this is a nice one shut your coon ass up another reply so remember this this was her tweeting out what a nice guy Chris Pratt is Another one, fuck you too then. Another one says, do you know you're black? And that comes from a white woman. Another one, K word all Christians. Kill all Christians. Someone else wrote black and stupid. Girls shut the fuck up. Oh, now the conditional nigger is going to preach to us. These are all replies to Zoe Saldana in response to her saying that Chris Pratt is a nice guy. Another reply, fucking coon who isn't a coon. Someone else says, of course, it's the Dominican. And another one here says, I'm tired of defending your cracker loving ass. Shut up. Isn't it nice? So on that happy note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm going to play the ad roll. I'm going to play the ad roll and get out of here because the buffering is insane. It is coming from my end. It's not your end. So we'll we'll keep this episode short. Don't forget winning TV at 8 p.m. tonight. If you can still hear me or not, there's a lot of people dropping out and stuff. Uh, winning TV at 8 p.m. at Real Person PLTCS at 11, and then Joy of Pessy at midnight. Plus, you've got the Victor von Schroom show going gangbusters from midday today already. So go and check out the Victor show if you want. Um, let's play the ad roll, and I'll get out of here until Monday night. Stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye bye.
0: Oh, uh, I'm breaking on the dance floor You better hold on so they don't take you down am yeah, breaking on the dance floor You better move fast, don't ever slow down yeah.
1: Ian Michael Glass Art, head of the British Garage Door Repairers and Glassmakers Association, Lord Clarence Cobblepot.
0: Well, I, I truly have uh, no uh, hesitations. It's just uh, Ian Michael is a visionary. Uh, possibly the most uh, wonderful, talented glassmaker we've ever seen, you know, of this generation. Uh, uh, I recommend him to all of our, our, our service members and all of our, our union members. We require only the best in quality. Ian Michael Glass Art, not just dildos and butt plugs. Do you suffer from mass hysteria, not knowing whether to wear a mask or not? Do you suffer from caranoia, constantly in fear of Karens? Do you suffer from anti-laughism, the inability to laugh and smile no matter what happens to you? Well... Child Worthington here with Cha Money Live, where you can have a chahootin' chanani of a good time. We have everything from chakurin' events to a chasourcing of a Karen's, where these chickens just be going chuk crazy. It's off the hinge. We even got Karens jumping off of trailers! We got Karens going chuk crazy over french fries! We even have Karens that think they have the force. It's insane over here at So I appreciate you. Come on down, We got the phone lines. We're always open. We'd love to have you. Such effects may include dizziness, lack of oxygen, due to hysterical laughing, ability to shield off carriers to come within six feet of your the expansion of the mind, due to the overload of factual information, not fake news, confidence and lack of black bullshit in your life, and the instant ability to become based. For instant, hopefully, meet these symptoms. Please contact the trauma and immediately or seek your closest woke friend and may be able to calm you during your time in transition from sleep to awake. <laughs>
1: Here at the Daily Boogie, we respect our elders.
0: Mr. Mueller, rather than purely relying on the evidence provided by witnesses and documents, I, I think you relied a lot on media. I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. How many times I what? Cited the Washington Post. <laughs> How many times I what?
1: Mr. Mueller, I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. Sorry, would I like some toast? No, no, no. How many times did you cite the Washington Post? I'm sorry, at the party am I a good host? I'm a very good host. No, no, Mr. Muller, how many times? Yes. Did you cite? Yes, yes. The
0: Washington Post. The Washington Post. I Well, I don't know the Washington Host, but I've heard good things about him. There's always lots of hors d'oeuvres. You know, I, I, I remember back when I was a younger man. Younger man, we, we would host we would host many soirées. Of course, back then. Of course, back then, uh, I, was, I was quite debonair, I was a big big fan with the ladies, the ladies very much enjoyed my company, and uh, myself and the Washington Post would get around town, make, make tremendous friends, and then of course, I would always be up at the crack of dawn the next day to get the daily news, because as you know, in those days, they didn't bring the newspaper to your front door, you would have to go down the, go down the road to get it yourself. And I would always make sure that I had a sixpence in my pocket to ride the trolley. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mr. Mullen, how many times did you cite the Washington Post? Oh, the Washington Post, yes, no. It was a tremendous paper. I remember back in the early days, you could purchase the Washington Post, a cup of coffee, and ride the trolley all for around four cents. Those were, t- it was a tremendous time to be alive. in your report. Whatever. I do not have knowledge of that uh, yeah. figure, but I, I well, that's I, it. I don't have knowledge of that figure. I counted about sixty times. How many times did you cite the New York Times? I counted. Yeah, I have
1: no idea.
0: I counted about. I,
1: I have no idea because I didn't write the fucking thing. Subscribe to the Daily Boogie podcast. It's what Granddad wants.
0: Job. Remember your training. You know how to handle
1: this. Don't forget, smens.
0: This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as got you have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest
1: terms police have reported.
0: More Sometimes all. this world can get you down. There's a one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake your all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie, pop tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie, boogie tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie, boogie tonight.